Everything you know and have read about leadership development is about to be turned upside down. Leadership is a skilled profession. It requires discipline, the practice of specific principles. Leadership isn't about attaining power. It is about achieving the ultimate results of performance and productivity. Join us and learn about the influences, the sequences, and the consequences of leadership on the ground. This special edition series is made possible by Leadership Rigor, leading yourself, teams, and organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Peetler and Todd Schnick. Good afternoon and welcome back to episode four of this special edition leadership series, Leadership on the Ground. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler, the author of Leadership Rigor. Hello, Erica. How are you? I'm great, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. You're blowing my mind so far because I feel like I'm doing everything wrong when it comes (laughs) to leadership. And this has been really eye-opening, thinking about altitude and then thinking about sequence. I had the wrong position on a lot of this stuff. And so this has just been very eye-opening. I suspect today's conversation around emotional intelligence is probably going to blow my mind again. So uh, looking forward to that dialogue. But before we do that, uh, remind the audience about the importance of what leadership on the ground is all about. Yeah, so we are having an ongoing conversation about the importance of both performance and productivity is the outputs that we're looking for. And leadership on the ground is really about us starting at the beginning saying, what do we need to be consciously disciplined about? What do we have to practice to get that performance and productivity on the ground? Fascinating. All right. Well, today's conversations around emotional intelligence. You know, before I saw this on our production plan, and uh, I'll use this hypothetical again, if I was suddenly tasked with recruiting a CEO for my organization, what I would probably do is look at the roles of recent Harvard grads and find the guy with the highest IQ. Is that wrong? (laughs) I think it wouldn't necessarily mean he'd be the right guy to run your company. So talk to me more about emotional intelligence and why this is so critical. You know, probably a term a lot of us have heard about. And what I'm really interested in doing today is netting it down to, well, what's the essence? To put it on the ground and to understand what it looks like, sounds like, and feels like, and why it matters. And that's what we're really talking about. When I think about leadership, I think about three principles. It's about service, service to others. It's emotional because people are messy and the business is relatively straightforward. And everything that we know really about leadership can fundamentally be learned. And emotional intelligence is this learnable set of skills that helps us to understand how to be in healthy relationships in a better way. And the fundamental principle of emotional intelligence is you have to learn about self-awareness. You have to know how you show up, how you impact people. You have to have some awareness around how to manage yourself and to be prepared for certain situations because you're going to get triggered. You need to have some social awareness, Todd. We can't just be Mr. or Ms. Magoo out there. We got to understand how we're affecting the environment. And the prize, the end result of having good emotional intelligence is relationships. So those four areas are key. We've talked about relationships and the importance of relationships throughout the whole duration of the series. And this is this begins to make a lot of sense. I got to tell you, Erica, let me just uh, challenge you on this. I think there are leaders who have listened to episode two in an altitude and say, oh, I get it. I'm going to think differently on this. I think they listen to episode three and say, boy, my sequence is all off. But I think they may call hooey on this one, right? <laughs> I think there's still some leaders out there that think of this as kind of this gooey soft stuff. And this really isn't what a leader is supposed to do. Am I wrong? No, I still think that that's probably more than likely the prevailing wisdom out there. And people will say, hey, listen, the soft stuff is the hard stuff. And people will say a lot of things. But the emotional intelligence side is fundamentally 
being able to be vulnerable, being able to have real conversations. But leaders aren't supposed to be vulnerable, are they? (laughs) You know, one of the things that I have come to so appreciate, because I was a leader who always wanted to be buttoned up and I didn't want to be vulnerable. And someone told me once, you know, it's not very attractive. You're always buttoned up and you're not vulnerable. And I've come to learn and appreciate as a coach over uh, seven or eight years in my own practice that it's the best leaders that are vulnerable. Those that are able to say, I need help. I don't know. I was wrong. And that shows an incredible level of self-awareness and self-management. And being able to do that really creates safe space. You know, at the end of the day, it's a relationship business. If we want to be able to have leaders on the ground doing the performance and work for productivity, we have to create safe environments, which means we have to have some level of emotional intelligence that understands how to be in relationship with other people. Is a lack of emotional intelligence why so many leaders get trapped in this do phase of that model or stuck in the problem solving because they're just so afraid that they can't say, hey, I want to delegate this because there are better people to handle this problem. Yeah, it's a great point. So often, you know, and there are lots of diagnostics on this, people come hardwired, right? We're all hardwired, but hardwiring is nothing more than a starting place. Some of us have preferences for being task-oriented. So no surprise, we like to do things. Some of us have uh, an orientation towards being really people-oriented, right? So we really like to manage and we like to be in leadership roles. So we really need to understand our hardwiring. But most importantly, when we talk about leadership on the ground, we're going to talk even in the next segment more It's about the flexibility to understand not only how we're hardwired and to know ourselves, but only when we do know ourselves can we really be in relationship with other people and attend to and be responsive to and aware of the needs that will create the environment in which their talent can be put on the ground in the best way for the organization or the team. Well, but I also think it's really critical to acknowledge that, as you said earlier, things in business are just messy. Mm-hmm. This thing, the project plan never goes as you schedule it. There are economic impact, the organization all the time. They're, they were talking about people and people are people. They're, they're not perfect. I feel like too many leaders just think everything has to go perfectly. But I think if they accept the fact that this is all messy, then that really changes their position and how they deal with their organization. Yeah. And instead of being frustrated with it, really embrace it. I tell people all the time, I'm I'm like, look, the business is relatively easy. The people have egos and power issues and personalities and want to be in charge and think their ideas are always the best. That lack of self-awareness and understanding how they show up when they enter a room and what it's like to be with them is fascinating to me. I mean, whether it's at the highest levels of the organization, whether it's really, really smart, popular, broad leaders out in the marketplace, it's amazing how there still is a pervasive lack of self-awareness and self-management, even just basic things. Think of when you have uh, folks over for dinner, and here's just a perfect life example. There are some friends that you have over for dinner that have an equal distribution of curiosity for you and your life, and you're asking them questions about their lives. But you ever have some of those friends that are just really absorbed about talking about themselves and not really curious about your life? Mm-hmm. You need some new friends. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no but, but it happens a lot. And yep. you know, it happens a lot in business. That's an emotional intelligence. It happens all the time yeah. in business. That's emotional intelligence. All right. Erica and I will return after this quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders, 
Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, Tachnik, back with Erica Petler. Hey, you just touched on this right before the break, Erica, but I want to come back to it because I think it's important. Uh, episode three, we talked about sequence. There's sequencing involved in this too, yeah? There is, absolutely, and it's a great point. So the sequencing goes like this. You have to have before you can really build your emotional intelligence. It all starts with self-awareness. In fact, when I do coaching, part of what I'm listening for to see if someone is coachable or someone really has some growth potential is what's their level of self-awareness? Because if they are not self-aware, chances are they're really not ready to hear certain things. So self-awareness is key. And then permission to take the next step, if you have self-awareness, is self-management. So if you don't know what your blind spots are, it's hard to manage them. We talked about that in the last episode, right? We're unconsciously incompetent and then we get some feedback and a blind spot is uncovered. And now we go, wow, okay, so now I'm consciously incompetent. I can manage that better. I can do self-management now because someone has created awareness for me of a blind spot. So there is that sequence and it's hard for you to have awareness of others in the room if you don't have awareness around yourself, right? So that also has to be in the right sequence. So we're deep into episode four. And if you're with us and have been uh, listening through all four episodes so far, you're beginning to see where some of the stuff all ties back together. And it goes back there because we're talking about the, you got to focus on you as the individual first before some of this other things can happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And the prize, I just want to reiterate this again, because we're looking to get leadership on the ground. We talked in one of the earlier episodes about two currencies of leadership or communication and relationships. This is the one that really nails the relationships, your emotional intelligence, your ability to be with yourself, to understand yourself, to manage yourself, and then be in relationship with others. That is going to be one of the ways that you're going to be able to build trust and build effective relationships and get that leadership on the ground. Well, let me tell you the realization that I'm having at this moment, and I suspect many of you listening to the series are coming to the same conclusion that without emotional intelligence, you can't get leadership on the ground because that's how this happens. Absolutely. And I'll close out this segment with a question to ask people to reflect on. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about your own leadership practice, think about how you show up, how you show up in meetings, how you show up with other people, what level of self-awareness do you have? And ask yourself, am I a passive leader, a reluctant leader, an active leader? What am I like to be with in relationships? And how am I showing up to the people that I work for, the people I work with, the people that I may be representing? It's an amazingly important exercise. Emotional intelligence can always grow, can always be improved. It's a learnable skill. It's something that just gets better, better, stronger, stronger if you put in the effort. I can recall back, Erica, when I was leading organizations and I thought, hey, I'm the leader. I'm who I am and people have to adapt to me. That's not how it works. It's not. And it's a great lead in because in our next episode, we're going to be talking about this fundamental myth. You know, everybody thinks that, hey, I work for this kind of boss or that kind of leader or that kind of organization and I have to flex to them. When in actuality, the great leaders, the leaders who do have emotional intelligence, the leaders who realize that, hey, I'm asking people to grow. So I'm asking them to take risks and make changes. They're the ones that flex to the needs, to the styles of the people that they work for. Those are the leaders with emotional intelligence who know how to have that social awareness 
and build those relationships and give people the support. We talked about that coaching for performance earlier. Give them the support that they need so they can, in fact, deliver against the performance and productivity on the ground leadership that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. All right. Fascinating. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll return soon with episode five, where we're going to discuss style of versatility, as Erica just alluded to. So on behalf of my colleague, Erica Beetler, I'm Todd Schnick. Leadership on the ground will return next week. We'll see you then.